Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, it's a scary, scary times, man. Ready to rock and roll, everybody. We're back. We're back. We're back. After a couple weeks off, it is Hoops Jason on the Athletic NBA Show. David Aldridge here in D.C. My man, Marcus Thompson, you are not in the Bay. Where are you today, Marcus? I'm in NC, baby. NC. NC. I'm in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, about to take a drive about 45 minutes. I imagine north to Davidson, North Carolina. Because... One of the greatest basketball players of all time has finally qualified <laughs> to get his jersey retired no for, his, for this lame college <laughs> who tried to hold him hostage <laughs> for a silly bachelor's degree. Oh my what the goodness. hell? What does Steph need a bachelor's degree for? He's got five hundred million dollars. It's not a matter you of holding for a bachelor's degree. <laughs> you gonna hold him for a bachelor's degree? He might Come need, on, you man. know, after his post playing career, you know, you need to. Lean on that degree a little bit. That is hilarious. Hey, if he need to lean on a degree, then it's over already because he tricked off five hundred million, and now he in line behind me. Right, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. There should, I, there should be. You know, I went to my alma mater, American University. The the most, well, probably the most famous alum. There's been lots of like governor, not governors, but like government people that went. But probably the most famous alum that went to American University is Judge Judy. Judge Judy's probably the most famous one. Wow. So I'm like, why isn't everything at AU named after Judge Judy? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Right. Why isn't everything in Davidson named the Steph Curry, <laughs> you know, cafeteria or whatever, you know? like Because he doesn't have his bachelor's degree. That's why. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what it is, man. You gotta have a... <laughs> it's oh, crazy. Man. Oh, man. Joining us this week, our man Christian Winfield from the New York Daily News. Man, thank, thank you. you for jumping in. Of course, man. I couldn't, couldn't turn down this opportunity with you guys, Yo. man. What's going on? Man, we're good. I'm I'm glad you got a vacation because Joe's something. Nah, right. Listen, man. Wild. Listen, this is the wild. This is the first time. The first thing my editor said to me yesterday when I came back from vacation was, "We got to get you another week off." So that's that shows to show you how much 
how busy right? I've been this offseason, man. It's been crazy. Dude, it's, you have had the worst offseason of any beat writer in the league. It's, it's not even close. I don't even, the, Lake, <laughs> the Lakers don't even count because, as I tell people, you in L.A., man. Exactly. <laughs> so, as soon as you open the yeah, door, you yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It has been. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's been a lot of fun. This has been like, you know, I remember covering the Nets before KD and Kyrie were here where it was boring, where I was wishing there was something to write about right. in the offseason, right? So it's, right. it's been. Man, you're not going to hate on D-Lo nah. like that. Come on, man. You're not going to. It's not going down. You know, we're not going to talk about Karis LeVert. Hey, Karis like is my man. guy. You Come on, bro. Karis is playing, my guy. Yeah. All them OG Nets, Karis, Jay, Spencer, you know what I'm Saying, oh, oh my God, the Jared D-Lo. Allen years, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I told Jared Allen he was gonna get paid, man. Me and him remember that conversation. I told him right there in the, in the Brooklyn Nets training facility. Actually, I took a picture, somebody took a picture of us in the middle of that conversation because he was just blocking so many shots from so many different like superstars. I was like, Yeah, Yo, you know, someone's gonna run you to max, right? And, and lo and behold, he got that there money. So, shout out man. to Jay, man. That's my guy. Damn, so yeah, man, you have had it, you have had the summer, man. Wow, yeah, wow. So first of all, I don't believe it for a second that KD ain't going to get traded. He just may not get traded tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But how much time do you think they've bought themselves? Um, I, I, I think that if the Nets come out and win 18 of their first 20 games, you know, everyone will be happy. Right? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a subscriber to the belief that winning cures all. But I think once they go on a four to five game losing streak, the, the first scapegoat is gonna be steve nash right okay you got all this talent what's going wrong okay head coach something's got to go um but you know i mean credit to sean marks i think he put together a team that makes sense um i think there's a couple holes he's got to get a, another big man i think nick Faxon has some growing to do um but other than that I, I if i'm kevin durant i'm looking at this team i'm looking at other teams and what they'd have to give up to get me and i'm looking at the deficit between where my team is now and where that team might be once they give up all those players and assets and I'm looking here and I'm like, you know, this isn't a terrible situation, but to your question, you know, I think that time is dependent on how good or how bad of a start the Nets get off to. And I think they're going to be able to get off to a good start. You look at this roster, it makes sense. And you're getting a full training camp, which you haven't had since you got here. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think it works. I'm interested in, you know, like before you get to the games at some point, Training camp's going to happen, and Katie's going to show up in his number seven jersey <laughs> to a team that he basically told everybody, I don't want to play yeah. for, for a coach that he tried to get fired. How, how does that work? Because I've, <laughs> I've been on this other side of this where Katie ain't happy, he won out, and everything was all bad once he brought that vibe to the to the room. How do you envision that working out if? He's already told these guys, eh, I kind of want to dip. Eh, coach, you got to go. And now they got to go to camp. I mean, I'd imagine it, it go the same way as, you know, if me or you went to our boss and said, hey, you got to fire our editor. And the, the boss said, nah. And now you got to go talk to the editor every day knowing that he knows that you tried to get him fired. It's going to be awkward as hell, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, at the same time it's, we're, we're talking about one of the best players in, in NBA history here, right? I think at a certain point, you, you get some leeway. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be awkward if, if you if you ask for your head. I, I keep thinking about that time we, we heard those reports of, of Dwight Howard wanting Stan Van Gundy fired and then coming out in public and putting his arm around him like, oh, everything's OK. No, everything's dude, not I, OK. Dude, I was there. So you, <laughs> oh, no way. I was there for that. 
Oh we had the God. game that night with that TNT. <laughs> that's the craziest press conference ever. Yeah, that's what media day is going to be like for us, right? I mean, right. It's going to be like, no, media is making stuff up. No, that's not how it's going to go. Um, but, you know, I I, I I tend to believe that when they're a player, I, if this was any other player, you know, I think it'd be different. Or maybe not any other player. If this is a different caliber of player, maybe, right? But we're talking about cream of the crop, one of the best to do it. Easily still, regardless of how he looked in that Boston series, and he looked really human in that Boston series, we, we all know who Kevin Durant is. And uh, I think at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter. This team is really talented. This team can win games. Can Steve Nash coach? Can Steve Nash lead this team to, a, to some wins, actually? Um, I, I think that's going to be what, what determines a lot of things this year. So this Steve Nash thing felt out of the blue. Not like, I mean, obviously, if you watch the Nets, you know, there's some things you can pick at with Steve Nash. But pick at it was to pick the at? point. But, it I was mean, to we, the we, point. I can. I, can. <laughs> I mean, he's a young coach. So I don't know what people thought. You were getting like, you know, people thought. Like they chose him. Yeah, you, know what I'm like you, you want the list? <laughs> Listen, I'm yeah, he's like, yeah. I understand I'm he's a saying. young coach, and, and that's kind of why like that was the big gripe with hiring him in the first place, right? Like, okay, he hasn't been yes. in this seat before, so you're gonna get wait, a guy wait, who hasn't wait, been. Whoa, in- whoa, whoa, whoa. Who who said I want Steve Nash to be the head coach of this team? That that was a Sean Marks thing. From from my understanding, right? That okay, was a Sean okay. Marks thing. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, and, and I guess as a player. You know, I've asked Kevin Durant publicly, hey, how do you think, what do you think about the coaching job that Steve Nash has done? And it's not like he said, you got to fire him right here in the press conference, right? He, he said, hey, you know, Steve's been dealt a crazy hand, which he had. You look at last season, you got COVID, you got Joe Harris getting hurt in November and never coming back, which ended up being a really big deal. Um, You had Kyrie in, out the rotation, then in, then in and out, and then everything. And then you had Kevin Durant getting hurt. James Harden asked for a trade. You get Ben Simmons back. He never plays, right? So at a certain point, it's like, okay, there's been, there was a lot that Steve Nash had to deal with. But also when you have that series against the Celtics and it's just one complete tactician and Ime Udoka versus Steve Nash, who kind of, in a way, he looked a little helpless that series. You know, it, it's kind of tough. Um, but for, for Kevin to say on multiple times to the public, hey, you know, Steve Nash is my guy. You know, I don't well, he never said Steve Nash is my guy. He said he's been dealt a crazy hand. Right. He said that two yeah. times <laughs> to go from that to then saying, all right, well, Steve Nash has got to go. You know, that's kind of two complete different trains of thought. But, yep. you know, it's you know, part of me still thinks it was, was it a, the series. Was it was it just the Boston series? You think that was like we can't something went off or was it a collection of what you mean stuff? with Steve? Oh, no. Yeah, where, so that leads him to saying, yo, this dude got to go. I, I think it was a collection of things, but that Boston series was really ugly. I mean, it it was tough. And it was tough because you, you have this really, really elite defense. And for the Nets, all you can really muster up is ISO KD, ISO Kyrie, you know, maybe a, a pin down for Seth Curry here and there. And it just didn't <laughs> work, right? It, it was tough. Um, but to, to Steve's point, or to Steve's, I mean, to defend Steve a little bit, it's really hard to install an offense for guys that you have coming in and out of the rotation all season long. And that was what he was saying from the beginning of the year. You know, they had a really truncated training camp and you had 10 new guys. How can you even really install a complex offense when you got all these new guys coming in and then you got guys in and out of the lineup with COVID, with injuries and stuff like that. So it was difficult, but at the same time, I mean, we're talking about in-game adjustments. We're just talking about rotations in general that were off <laughs> all season long, basically. And this is two years worth of rotations that have been off. So it, it, it's kind of it's kind of tough. Um, I, I think Steve has a lot to prove this year, honestly. I think he's got – if I'm the GM or if I'm the owner, I, I think Steve has a quick leash, not going to hold you. Yeah, I, I, I just – 
it, it's hard for me to see. I mean, to your point, like you said, when they lose four or five in a row, which happens during the course of the season. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I don't. Does he survive it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, I mean, you can't make the stance of we're standing by our guy, and then you lose four in a row, and you get him out of there. <laughs> Why not just get him out of there for the well, beginning? They're not gonna do you that. They're, I, I, they're not. It's you, you, no, nah, you gotta ride with Steve now. I mean, it's gotta be bad, bad. It's I'm gotta just be saying, like I, bottom of the, of the well, division. No, no. You already said I'm riding with Steve Nash. You He's gotta give you a reason that. to like, go back. Funny. I mean, it's gotta be so bad like, that Joe on Twitter popping off at KD, <laughs> like, man, I'm going with my guy, like, back, back. Like, yeah, it's gotta be that bad. It's gotta be that bad to the point where KD gets frustrated <laughs> because of. I guess Steve's inability to coach. And hopefully, who knows? Hopefully, Steve got better at coaching himself. So maybe he went to a couple. You know, what I'm saying TED talks. Maybe he did something. Uh, I hope he got. Well, maybe right. he just got Kyrie back on the floor sixty <laughs> games. That might help. You know. Yeah. We'll so well, I don't know. Well, it's gonna be. A, I don't know how many games it's gonna be with Kyrie. Um, that's the other shoe that that hasn't really been talked about. You know, which was. It seemed to me they were much more aggressively trying to move Kyrie than they ever were trying to move KD. So how does that get straightened out? Um, I, I think those two situations are completely different because, you know, Kyrie has some making up to do, right? When you look at Kevin, I mean, first year, we knew he wasn't going to play. Second year, almost took the Nets to a championship by himself. Third year, things fell fell apart. Kyrie has kind of just been... You know, his his availability has just been inconsistent since he got to Brooklyn. I mean, credit to him. I don't think he gets enough credit in year one when he played and got hurt, even though Kevin Durant wasn't available the whole season. That was a lost season, and Kyrie still played and got hurt. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. But after that, you know, the, the weeks off after the insurrection at the Capitol, you know, blatantly disregarding COVID pro- protocols at, at the club with his family, no mask on, on video, you know, and then after that, not getting vaccinated, not being available for his team. The, the, the Nets are right in feeling that, you know, he he has to prove that he deserves that that long-term guarantee. And on top of that, I mean, you're getting a motivated Kyrie Irving right now. He's basically on a one-year deal. Once, I mean, if he has the best year of his life, he's going to get, what, five years, $250-plus million, right? <laughs> That's what's on the table. He's going right. to come out and ball, right? I don't think you got to worry about him. Uh, I, I think really right now a lot of this hinges on, on Ben Simmons, right? Because if you don't get a healthy locked in Ben Simmons, who's available a lot of this season, you're looking at a, a team, and they said it a lot last year, you know, this is a team that was built around three stars, but only has two. You're looking at potentially being in the same situation again. Ben Simmons fills so many different roles for this team, I guess, hypothetically, if he's available. Uh, I'm not worried about Kyrie, actually. I think he'll he'll be fine. I think more of it falls on him to be available for his team versus Kevin, who kind of has a different situation where he almost doesn't want to be here. But now the team kind of has to prove that he should be here. It's the, other, it's the shoe on the other foot for Kyrie. Well, well what's the difference now between... I think it was late June when you when you broke the story about Kyrie won it out. Now we fast forward a month, suddenly Kyrie is like all in, like that's what we expected. <laughs> like what has happened? Why why did he want out in the first place? And why would that be different? You, now? you know, so when I had written that story, I had written that, you know, he had gotten permission to <clears throat> seek trade partners. Right. Not necessarily that he wanted out, but that if the Nets were going to trade him, he wanted to kind of control his destiny and figure out where he was going to be. Um, you know, I'm not sure that Kyrie ever wanted out. It was just how the kind of the contract negotiations went. You know what I'm saying? The Nets were really trying to get imagine being a an elitely skilled player 
and this team kind of wants to cut back on the guarantees they're giving you to where if you're not able to play a certain number of games, you're not going to get paid all your money, right? And, and you're one of the best. You're, you're probably a snub on the top 75 list, and this is how this team is treating you. You know, those negotiations kind of led Kyrie, at least from my understanding, to kind of go and search and see what the market was. Um, but there was no market, apparently, right? The only team that won them was the Lakers. The Nets were trying to take back Russell Westbrook. So I, I think... This is I, don't, I want to say this is this situation is where Kyrie wanted to be all along. But from my understanding, he never necessarily wanted to leave the Nets. It was just more so, OK, well, things are kind of falling apart. <clears throat> Let me see if I do leave the Nets. Where am I going to be at? So that's he like, kind of don't send me to Orlando. Huh? He like, no, don't send me to Orlando. Don't yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't send me to Sacramento. I, you know, I'm normally not a management guy, but I can't really fault the Nets on that one. Now. Yeah. You know, like. Bro, you want the you want the full bag, but you ain't you ain't giving me full bag effort. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, and, and, and people lose that that idea sometimes because you get you get caught up in how skilled Kyrie is. And I mean, what Stephen A says, where it's like box office, right? And, and you go watch Kyrie play. That's kind of the definition of what that is. But is it really box office if you can't see him every night? Well, that's that's the point. Yeah, nobody's saying Kyrie's not great. Yeah, he is great. Yeah, but part of being great. Is showing up every night. Yeah. That's what I've always said. Exactly. Is part of greatness is coming out and playing, performing every night. Yeah. It's hard to do Hamlet every night. Sometimes you don't <laughs> feel like doing Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> but that curtain goes up. You got to be there talking Hamlet. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's yeah. what. That's why I get that. If I'm the, from the Nets' perspective, um, you know, and I'll give this to Kyrie. I'm sure he thought in mid-July, well, they're about to trade KD. I ain't, they ain't going to leave me sitting here with nothing. I understand that, you know, yeah. so I do understand that. But I, this is where I understand both positions on that. But you talked about it at the beginning. Um, they did make some moves. I like the moves they made. Yeah. I like bringing Royce O'Neal in. I think that's going to help them a lot. I All like right. I like bringing Warren in. Warren's a good player. You know, the question with Warren's been health, but when he's been on the floor, he's been balling. But how, yeah. how do you see it all fitting together? I, that's a difficult question, right? Because last season, the last thing I asked Steve was, you know, how how do you envision using Ben Simmons? He says, hey, Ben can be our center. And, and I'm thinking about a guy who has notorious back issues who now has to go out and guard a Joel Embiid or a, or a Nikola Jokic or a big guy. And that's not going to work, at least in my opinion, right? That's, that's, that's just asking for those back, back issues to flare up again. So I, I think that Either A, we're going to see Nick Claxton start, or B, the Nets are going to find, either use that mid-level or, or trade for another center. Um, I'm pretty sure they're still trying to trade for a center. I'm just not sure who at this point. I've heard Miles Turner, um, but I guess we'll find out if they're actually able to. In, in terms of this thing fitting together, I mean, last year we saw, I wouldn't say historic, but it was the, the amount of minutes that they were asking KD and Kyrie to play some of these nights. We're talking about 39, 40, 41, 42 minutes in back-to-back. So it was kind of crazy. Well, now KD can come off and, and you can have TJ Warren come in and, and alleviate some of that scoring load, right? Now Kyrie can come <laughs> off. You re-sign Patty Mills. Um, I think Cam Thomas is going to step uh, take a step forward this year if he even gets the playing time because the, it's so loaded at the guard position right now. Um, you, you know, I, I think right now the Nets have a lot of depth, especially when you include, I, I think Emin Sumner's a good player when he, when he can get healthy. Um, and, and now it's just a matter of, hey, what type of system are they going to play to where this all makes sense? How is this roster going to look? Who's your starting five? Right? I think training camp is going to sort a lot of this stuff out. Uh, I don't know how it, how it all shakes out. You know what I'm saying? I think they're going to play fast. If you've got Ben Simmons on the floor and he gets a rebound, everybody's going to run, right? It's just a matter of, okay, now 
now that, and I think one thing they haven't had, which they're going to have this year is just a full training camp with everybody available full off season where you have this roster and everybody's trying to, at least you're hoping people are spending time getting to know each other over the summer. Even though I think we just saw a video of KD kicking it with, who's that? Uh, who's called, is this a source? No, not a source. Ah. We just saw KD <laughs> kicking it with, with Drake and, 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 and J Cole and popcorn somewhere in Turks and Caicos. So he's not with any teammates right now, but I mean, I, he I was th- with Harden. Right. Yeah. He was with Harden. And then he went and go sat down with Joe. I imagine that. Um, I, I think it's going to be fun. You know, I, I think that this is a roster that you won't have to overload KD. And I think that's, that's still a big concern because even though he's years removed from flaring up that Achilles, you see those injuries, those knickknack injuries in his legs. Right. And that's when he's getting up there in age, you got TJ Warren, you got some help there. I, I'm interested to see how it works. I don't know how it's going to all fit together. So I, I can't wait for training camp. Ben Simmons, yeah, are we? Can can he ever be who he was before he didn't take those layups <laughs> in the playoffs? Um, I think Ben Simmons is a great player, man. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but that that was almost like basketball trauma. I'm yeah. wondering, can it's he like come Nick back Anderson, that? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you know the. What everyone has been saying in Brooklyn is Ben Simmons is going to have to shoot, right? Why? Because you've got KD, Kyrie, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Patty Mills. You've got shooters all around them. Ben Simmons is never going to have to shoot a jump shot, never going to have to score, theoretically. Obviously, that's not the case, right? Eventually, he's going to have to put the ball in the basket at some level. Uh, but I, I think what's what's most important for him is locking down the opposing team's best player, which we know he's more than capable of doing getting rebounds, which has been the area this team struggled in, and pushing the pace. That's the big difference between having a player like James Harden and having a player like Ben Simmons. James Harden, for all his greatness, moves at about seven miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? You never really see him move faster than that. Ben Simmons is going as fast as he can, and that just opens up opportunities for a team that likes to shoot threes, right? So I, I think we're going to see a different version of Ben Simmons in many in many respects because I feel like in Philly – even though he wasn't scoring a lot, that team was looking to him to score. And then only in the Atlanta series did it become, okay, we can't rely on him to score. Now it's, okay, you've got all these scoring options. We need you to thrive in your role, which is being the best defender on the floor at all times, making plays for people, pushing the pace. And I think he's going to be able to do all that. So I think we're going to see a different version of Ben Simmons. We're going to see Steve Nash experiment with him at center. We're going to see him at point guard sometimes. Um, I, I think the issue is what happens when he's off the ball, right? When he's not running the center, when he's just a, a four or a three and he's somewhere else on the floor and teams are cheating off of him to, to help on the other players. I think what happens then, but I, I think we're going to see a, a locked in Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is healthy right now from what I've been told. So uh, I can't wait to see him in training camp. I mean, to me, like you mentioned it. I mean, look, you can clown, clown on Ben Simmons. He's earned some of that, right? Yeah. But Ben Simmons never played on a team with this many shooters on in Philly. Right. He never had this many shooters in Philly. Yeah. He never had more than two on yeah. the floor. And the paint was never this open. The paint you know was never I mean? this open. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so to me, like, yeah, I mean, he's going to be, this is going to be, well, if it, if it doesn't work, it's because of Ben. It's not because of anything else because he's got a <laughs> hundred guys that he can pass the ball to. He doesn't have to shoot, to your point. Yeah. You know, like, so... Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. Um, I, I think, I think center actually makes some sense. Like to me, Marcus, you tell me. Like I think you can, the way that Golden State uses Draymond at the elbows, that's how I would use Ben Simmons in this offense. Mm. Like he's always going to be the three on two, four on three guy, right? Like they double KD swings back to Ben at the top of the key, and he's got to be going downhill at that point. 
and I'll live with whatever decision he makes because there's going to be shooters on either side of him or he can go to the rim himself. Yeah. and Yeah, having Joe and Seth on either side, that's – <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good offense right there. And, and you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, last year when 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 everyone was focused on, okay, will Ben play? Will Ben not play? The question was, okay, well, how can you play Ben and Bruce Brown on the floor at the same time? They basically do the same thing, except Bruce can shoot threes and Ben can't. Now, using Ben in that short role kind mm-hmm. of eliminates the need for a Bruce Brown, which is why I believe the Nets didn't offer him a contract. You, you're banking on a healthy Ben Simmons. So how does that work? That That's Bruce Brown, what, volume seven, right? You're, you're getting yeah, a supercharged yeah. Bruce Brown. I, I think it'll work. It's just a matter of Bruce Brown never really played the small ball center like that. He was really playing the four out there along with another big. Now, if you have Ben out there as the only quote-unquote big, what happens on the boards, right? And my main concern is, does that overload his back to the point where he's going to flare up? Because we've seen him have multiple flare-ups since when last, since February we're talking about. So mm-hmm. does him playing against 300-pound men now flare up his his lower back? I don't know. Yeah, that CDA, that's going to be the issue. The, the, the almost setup for the Nets to fail is all everything that you're saying could be absolutely right, and they still could be fifth in the East. Yeah. Sure, sure. And that no, absolutely, yes. And that yes. ain't enough, yes. right? No, no, you're right. That you're ain't right. enough. So that's the crazy. It could go well. They could play well. These pieces could work out. But, man, you still got Philly. You still got Milwaukee, yes. right? Like Yes, that, Boston. difficult part. Yes, yeah, still, so. still. Well, I mean, I, I got a question for you guys. It, where where does a healthy Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons rank in the playoffs, right? If you get fifth, but you get everybody healthy. Do you, do you think that's a team that can that can win the East? I, I think so. Sure, sure, sure. Of course they could. Yeah. Of course they could. Can, yeah, I mean, no, can. no question. In the playoffs, does KD have the patience to be a fifth seed and say, "All right, let's just get to the playoffs and and we'll be," you know, what I'm saying we'll be good. Or listen, he, he was, he was the tenth seed last year. I watched that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could go either way, but I mean. The 10 seed, and that just goes to show you how overly reliant this team was on him. I mean, they were first in the East, and then he got hurt, right? And then once he got hurt, things kind of fell apart. And now I'm looking at this roster where it's like, okay, well, if somebody gets hurt, you've got options off the bench that can, like, if Kevin Durant goes down for a week, TJ Warren might have the best week of his life, right? right? right. TJ Warren might start averaging 50. We've seen it happen. We're going to see bubble TJ again. So, and if if Kyrie gets hurt, you've got other guys. You can well, then slide Ben Simmons well, to the one. Uh, I think, see, that's I think the one. Can, yeah, that's the one. I don't think they can replace Kyrie. It sounds I, crazy. Yeah, I think, I think they can play, easily more easily replace KD than they can replace yeah, Kyrie. They'd have there's to nobody change, that does what Kyrie does. Yeah, they'd have to change the style that they play. Right, you'd have to Ben slide Ben to the one. You have to go big. And I yeah. think you could do it, but it's just well, you don't have another. I mean, unless you're you're gonna put Camp Thomas in the starting lineup. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen, but. Yeah, yeah we, t- I mean, look, everybody always talks about offense because it's, it's NBA, I know, but they, the funny thing is they were actually good defensively for a long stretches last year, um, but how do they generate, I mean, Ben Simmons is a plus defender, I think, when he's healthy. Yeah. So how do they, you know, where is their ceiling defensively, you think, with this group? <sighs> that's a great question. I don't know. I, I, yeah, think I don't that, know either. I really don't. I, I think that <laughs> they're going to be not very good. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're going to be really focused on the offensive end, even though they say defense, defense, we're going to focus on defense. You've got to really figure out where Ben fits in on all this. I think that's going to be relatively easy, depending on where you put him. 
And, and I think defensively, he's going to pick up whoever the best player is on the other team, one through four, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to give everybody else some confidence in guarding their man because nobody's got to worry about if you're if you're playing against the Celtics and now you don't have to worry about Tatum because Ben Simmons is is hypothetically in our mind just the the shutdown. He's basically Kawhi out there. Then you could just focus on your guy and not have to really look over at that. And I think that's gonna that's gonna really do some 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 good things for this team. I, I think the five, depending on where you play Ben, if you're playing Ben at the four or at the three, I think the five, if you've got Nick Claxton out there, that has been a situation where Nick just hasn't been big enough to deal with some of these other big men that are just dominating the boards, dominating him on the low block. I think that's going to be something to watch out for. Um, and at the one, we're going to, we have to see motivated defense from Kyrie, who's, I mean, he's defended at a high level in sh- for short periods of time, but we haven't seen him stretch out an entire season of playing high level defense ever. I don't think so. I, I think- yeah, he was coming back for them, them, uh, them home games, you know, the days off. But he was looking fresh. I'm like, look at Kyrie. Listen. Picking up, picking up full court. Like, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I feel after a week off work right now. Look at this. I'm, I'm doing a podcast at 10 in the morning. About to go out, go for a run. I'm ready to get you October. You, gonna be you like, got all that energy now. Just spot yeah. up in the corner. Uh, hey, yeah. you. Hey, why didn't they just re-sign Blake Griffin for the new size? Um, There's something about Blake Griffin that Steve Nash doesn't, like I'll just say that I, I don't okay. I maybe not like but doesn't feel is 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 deserving of minutes on the basketball floor. I mean, you had Blake Griffin basically just wasting away most of the season, most of the second half of the season because he couldn't hit a shot. And I mean, that's what it was. He was I mean, he missed. I don't remember. I think he almost got up to 20, 20 plus straight open threes to the point where the defense was just daring him to shoot. Yeah. But I mean, he did everything else pretty well. I mean, we're talking about hustle. We're talking about grabbing rebounds, talking about making right. the right passes. He did those things well. But for Steve, it boiled down to, you know, he just couldn't hit an open shot. And that was a liability. So I mean, that was it. I think that's probably why they didn't sign him. I signed him if you're not going to play him. That's crazy. Well, it's yeah. not crazy, but it's just surprising to me because they do need some, They need at least, they probably need two bigs, more bigs than they've got yeah. right now. And, and, and so, I mean, in the East, man, look who they got to go event. through in the East. They got to get some like you, yeah, like Cleveland just added just just for the heck of it, just added Robin Lopez. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they already ginormous. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like those are the types. Those are the teams you got to beat now. And those know? are the teams that you want to start Ben Simmons at the five against. I, I I don't I don't think it's a good idea. I, I'm just putting it out there. I really don't think it's it's the best idea to have a guy who's got chronic back issues playing center against these giants that we're talking about. Yeah. Backup um, five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But not but, starting five. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, yeah. But, you know, to my understanding, the Nets still have their mid-level um, and they're still looking at trades. If they're able to come up on Miles Turner, I think this this team is destined for for a, a deep run because that he, he solves a lot of issues there. Um, other than that, you're looking at free agents. I think I don't know. I don't think Hassan Whiteside has been placed yet. I think he. I think he. He would be a good fit, just because. I mean, he looked right. really, really good in some of those games where Rudy Gobert came out, and then you put Hassan Whiteside on the floor. I think he's past those those bonehead play years too. Um, maybe, maybe not fully past it. Maybe not fully past it. I mean, listen, they had, they had Andre Drummond last year. They they know how to how, no. to, how to get a little mix. You put out, you put Whiteside on the floor. You're gonna get some rebounds. Yeah, That's it. some rebounds. That's That's it. You're gonna get some rebounds. Yeah. You're gonna get a lot of them too. So yeah. you know. But don't expect anything else. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not being. I'm not trying to be a smartass about that. That's what he does. He goes and gets rebounds. You put him on the floor. He's going to rebound the basketball. He's going to block a couple shots, and that has value. Now, how much value is what for teams to determine? But it does have some value. Yeah. Yeah. You know who they need. You know who they need. Da. Uh oh. Who that? 
Boogie Cousins, man. Nah, oh my God. Yeah, that's not the worst idea in the world. That's not. That's not the worst idea in the world. Put Boogie You're right. on there. You're right. You're right. I mean, you just I mean, got yeah. Markeith. I, I would love to see Markeith and Boogie on the floor together just for fun. That would be hilarious. <laughs> no one's it would be to hilarious, right? It would yeah. be hilarious. That would be complete that would jokes. Be I would man, love to so, see the who gets the most text. So so where do you think, after all this, where do you think they are in the in the, in the the New York pantheon against the Knicks, especially? Uh, like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> are we are we are we assuming the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell or or not? If the I Knicks mean, get Donovan Mitchell, that that is big right, in right. terms over, of huh? that That's debate. Wrong, right? Right? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, until that, it's tough, right? Because the Knicks got more interest in this year. You get Jalen Brunson. I think that helps, even though you 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 you're lacking in size of the one. I still think that helps. Um, I think it really boils down to you know. The Nets still have more talent at the end of the day. And as many fans as the Knicks have, the Knicks are always going to have the fan advantage. No one's ever going to argue that. Do they have a winning advantage? The answer right now is no. And then as long as the Nets maintain that, then they maintain some level of being in the race, I guess, in terms of this New York pantheon. Um, but if the Knicks somehow get Donovan Mitchell and you're keeping R.J. Barrett and, and you're able to put together this team that can feasibly make a run, you know, I'm not going to say people are going to forget about the Nets because you got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, but the Knicks just become that much more interesting. And then you've got a hometown star in Donovan Mitchell who wants to be there, right? Versus now you've got KD who just went to the owner and said, hey, trade me or fire your GM or your coach. <laughs> um, I think it's tough. Um, but I also think if the Nets are able to win a championship, then it's a completely one-sided argument, right? The Knicks can't stay where New York's team if the parade isn't for the Knicks, right? The parade is for the Nets. So <laughs> it'll be tough. It's tough. I, I want to. I think it's all going to come down to wins and losses at the end of the day. You know, I always was curious, where does, where do the Nets, where is their fan base? Where do they think, where do they draw from? Or where do they want to draw from? Is it all the in New nation, York? Is it baby. just Brooklyn? Is it the nation? Well, the yeah, country. but who do they expect to come to their 41 home games? I'm always curious about, no, no, yeah. no, I'm serious. Like I'm not clowning. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just like, who is, who do they think this is the group well, of people that are going to come to our games? Initially times? it was everybody who would go to the 40, 40 club, right? Oh my God. <laughs> right? Yeah. That is a right. fact. Uh, in terms of the Nets fan base, right? So you could break it down into a couple of demographics. Number one, you've got the guys that backpacked in with KD and Kyrie. Right. Yeah. Those are those are real. That's those are real people. Um, mm -hmm. Then you've got the people who backpacked in from New Jersey to Brooklyn. Right. You've got those remaining New Jersey Nets. There's fans. still some New Jersey Nets. There's fans? still some New Jersey Nets okay. fans who okay. are wearing New Jersey Nets, actual jerseys, who won't even refer to the Nets as the Brooklyn Nets. They'll still right, call them right. New Jersey Nets. Kyrie does right. it sometimes, too. It's crazy. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and then you've got the new age basketball fan, because. So much of New York, for as long, obviously I'm from here, so much of the city has been, you know, before the Nets even got here in 2012, you've got Knicks fans from, from the 70s, right, who've been right, diehard. Right, sure, sure. So yeah. now you're, you're banking on their kids possibly becoming Nets fans, which is tough, right, because if, if, I have, if I'm a Knicks fan and I have a son, you better believe he's going to be a Knicks fan too. Right, So now you've got, and it kind of feels like this, you know what it reminds me of? The Barclays reminds me of the Chase Center a lot, right? When I go there and you you see that you see the number of fans, but you don't feel it. That's because mm. you're getting the transplants. You're getting people who moved to New York who aren't necessarily from here, right? You're getting those guys who could afford right. to pay those tickets, who might not be right. diehard fans, but think it's cool to go to a Nets game, right? You get some of those, and then you have a, a limited amount of actual diehard Nets fans who've been born New Jersey Nets fans, or my brother 
became a Nets fan the day they moved to Brooklyn, right? He was a Knicks fan. Right, Once they, right. As soon as they moved to Brooklyn, he became a Nets fan. You got a lot of those as well. Um, the issue is a lot of these guys don't yell, right? They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't yell above 10 decibel or whatever the one decibel, right? So whenever it's time to make noise, you're, you're hearing the Celtics fans in the arena. You're hearing the Steph Curry fans. You're hearing the Luka Doncic fans. You're hearing the Miami Heat fans. You're not hearing Nets fans. So sometimes that takes time. Other times that just takes, you know, understanding that you could be the difference between the team winning and the losing. So it, it's that tough. That Steph game last year was crazy. But, man, you were, you were there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah, Warriors game? Yeah, I was wild. there too. That oh, was ridiculous. Goodness. Yeah, it was that bad. That was ridiculous. It was bad. It was, it was so bad. And it's like that for a lot of different teams. For I remember when Luka came, it felt like I was watching a Premier League soccer game. It didn't feel like a basketball game. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, what's going on here? And, and that's how the, the the arena can be sometimes. So it, it, it's tough. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But that's like, right. that's that's around the league, though. Everybody yeah. Got the same I, I, got, I got a very important the question don't. for you, Christian. Well, the Knicks don't. That's yeah. true. Right. I, I got an important question for you, Christian. Uh-oh, let me brace myself. Is Donovan from upstate or is he from New York City? Um, that's a great question. He's from. I got in trouble with this from past from Eric Pascal when I said he's. Isn't he from Long Island? I think Donovan Mitchell's from Long Island, right? Nah, they from. Nah, they from. Uh, it's a little bit up. They from Westchester. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's not New York City, but that's not upstate. That's the in between. You know what I'm saying? That's That's like the Knicks practice in Westchester. Yeah, exactly. But the Knicks, the Knicks don't practice. The Knicks historically don't practice in New York City, right? They practice outside of New York City. You got to have some coin to be in Westchester now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, he's not from New York City. I I wouldn't. I mean, he probably played a lot of. He played a lot of. You know what I'm saying? Basketball in New York City growing up. But he actually is he born in New York City? Answers no. Nah, so I said Pasco was from upstate, and they went bad on me, bro. Yeah, nah, Westchester's not upstate. It's just a little They up. went bad. They that's went like, bad that's, on isn't me. that like what Kobe, bad, though? Isn't that, isn't that like what Kobe and Philly? Like, the people from Philly tell you, Kobe ain't from Philly, no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Like, like, you may claim Philly, but he ain't from Philly, you know? Yeah. So um, I don't know if it's the same. Um, I'm not sure. As to, I mean, I don't really know Philly's layout like that, but if, if Donovan Mitchell was claiming he's from New York City, the answer would be no, he's not. Dude, I'll just say this, and no disrespect to Kobe, but uh-uh. when when you know, I remember All-Star Game was in Philly, uh-uh. and they were like, nah, bro. They let him have it, right? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. He won MVP there, right? Didn't he win that yes. MVP? Oh, yes. He was mad. They yeah. were like, dog. They, was they were like, uh-uh, uh-uh, fam. That's hilarious. <laughs> especially especially Iverson was, was on the court, too, so it's right? like. Wow. And Iverson ain't even they, from they, Philly, but they just, know. you know, but they he claimed was, him, you know, because he, he claimed more, He was more Philly than Kobe in that game. Man, no question. No question. man, oh man. I remember that. That's a no question. Man, so look, man, what you think? So let's let's get out on this. Like, what's the, what's the, where do you, th- I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, we don't know about injuries and stuff, but yeah. I mean, is this a championship roster, do you think? Um, I think they're a big away, a big and maybe a backup, backup point guard, right? From 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 being that championship man, what's roster. What's with this Patty Mills shade, man? He, he, he <laughs> Listen, that. come on, man. And this is Patty Mills is a great backup guard, but when you ask him to run an offense, things fall off the wheel sometimes. No, he he ain't no point guard. Like, exactly. Like, and this is not like, a point guard. That's why the Nets had to go get Goran Dragic, right? Because yeah, you need someone yeah. who can handle the ball. I watch. I love Pat Patty. Whenever I see Patty in the locker room, he gives me a pound. We talk real quick. Ask him how his family is. That's my guy. Whenever he has the ball and, he, and he's under pressure, you know, sometimes he the loses only the ball. Time, it, it happens. The only time Patty is a point guard 
and a playmaker is when he's playing against Team USA. Exactly. Exactly. Every, exactly. <laughs> when he's playing for the Boomers, yeah. that's when he's Every, when he's a Boomer, bro. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, but don't get when you got him in the right role, though. Patty, catch and shoot. I think yeah. it's going in most of the time, unless he's having Absolutely. one of those cold streaks, right? He that's he can be one, hot though. for two weeks. Yeah, but that's another one. Why didn't they bring Dragic back? I don't. Because he's seventy eight years old. Nah, nah Drogic was a great fit. I don't think he enjoyed playing with KD and Kyrie. I think we saw him in that Slovenian newspaper saying, "Hey, you know, the Nets were, were more concerned with ISO ball and making sure KD and Kyrie were in place than than actually playing t- a team offense." And, and that made sense, right? Because they never really had time to put together some semblance of an offense. And on top of that. You've got KD and Kyrie. You kind of got to fit in. I think that's why this training camp is really important. If Nets come out and they're playing ISO ball again to start this season, something went terribly wrong, right? Like, they need to be having some type of flow. They need to be moving moving bodies around. Um, I, 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 that's kind of what I want to see. But I think that's why, why I, draw, I think he's probably got a, a better role in, in Chicago as well. If, you, if you're assuming Kyrie's playing all these games, which I guess isn't a, a fair assumption. Of, I mean, it has to be, right, if you're going to get that, that contract. If you're assuming right. Kyrie's playing all these games, Drogic's probably only going to get a few minutes here, and I think he's probably got a bigger role in Chicago. No, no question. No question. All right, man. I, ho- I hope you get some more time off, man, because you got a crazy <laughs> fall and winter coming. Yeah, man, down. media day is going to be crazy. Oh I already God. know. Media day is I'm trying be to insane. decide, like, should I should I go to that or should I go to L.A. if, if Westbrook and Pat Bev are still If Westbrook is still together. there, you should be there. You need to be the official of the fight. That's what it's going to be. They're going to break out fighting on media day. I'd I, I places with you in the heart. Oh, my God. Man, they're going to nah, they're gonna, they gonna come to camp and they're going to hold up the 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 Crippin blood flag. It's gonna be like that photo out where like, do y'all they think can they even have a team and not trade Russell Westbrook at this point? I, I don't know how you could possibly expect there to be a real season in LA <laughs> with them two on the roster together. No like, that's, way, that's crazy. Like you have to literally, like even if they, if they can't trade him, you have to tell Russell just go home. You have to just tell him. <laughs> go. No, oh, I'm way. serious. That's what you got to do. You got to just you got to. There's no water ben under Simmons the bridge. Him. Just there's, go home. There's go no home. water under the bridge here. They can't. They can't get. Hey, if it if it if it ain't, you, bro, you know the teammates gonna bring it up. Of course, it is. you know they're gonna be like, you know they're gonna get, you know they're gonna be in practice going at it. Somebody will be like, he just called you trash three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. Said, that that. He said Pat Bev is fooling y'all. Oh He's my fooling god, y'all. Yeah, that's right. He did. Oh my god. <laughs> The yeah, only thing I want to see more than that is Carl Anthony Towns running the one now that Rudy Gobert is <laughs> playing the five. That's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. He's going to average 50 this year. Watch. And they're oh, still yeah. going oh, to be 41 and 41. I don't know. No, 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 no. They're going to be good. They're going to be good in the regular season. My question is playoffs. You know, okay. that's my question for them. Yeah. But that, but that regular season, Rudy, Rudy ain't no joke in the regular season now. He yeah. win you some more games because that fact. dude will be blocking everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's getting some rebounds. It's just don't look from the score too much. Exactly. My question Christian. for that team is, uh, is D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, know. well, you know. That's your D- boy, it, right, Marcus? D'Lo? As you, no, nah, I mean, you, you was just hating on him, though. Like, D-Lo is, is, is fun to cover, man. You act like you was in there sleep. In the I, I wasn't in there sleep, man. I was in there nah. snoozing. So were the fans. D-Lo, is, D-Lo so shoot you in and shoot you out. That's what you love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a fact. No, nah, let, me, let me give D-Lo his love. He, he had some great moments for that team. I'm not going to lie. He had, some, he had some great moments. It's just, you make the KD Kyrie move 10 times out of 10. Well, so. no. 
that's that's true. That's true. All right, my brother. Thank you for joining us, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate, appreciate you guys yes, for having yes, me, man. Of course, we have you on. We'll have you on some more when when the first dominoes fall. And yeah. oh, they gonna fall. <laughs> they probably gonna fall by training yeah. camp. So uh, you know, get ready. So. <laughs> oh man. All right, y'all. Listen to us on on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Leave that five star review, Marcus. Marcus, Marcus, if they don't want to leave five stars, what do they need to do? Keep it to yourself, you haters. Haters, we won't get your degree, and we won't retire your jersey. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Oops. Oops. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I think since I've been in the league, it's always been dialogue about, you know, me versus my teammates, like me versus Russell, me versus Steph and Draymond, me versus Kyrie now, James. And a lot of people, you know, when Golden State won, it felt like they went back and said, well, if they won this one, then they could have easily won 2017, 2018 with somebody other than KD. But I'm just like, why? Uh, somebody other than me. <laughs> Like, why you want to just pull me from the group, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that'd be irritating to hear that because I just want to watch the game. And, and I also like those dudes. Like, I played basketball with those guys, and I was a part of that dynasty that they're building right now. And I didn't think they had a dynasty until right now, you know what I'm saying, until yeah. they won that fourth one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I had some pride. Like, damn, I was a part of something special. Even though, um, you know, it was only two championships out of the four, it's like, shit. JaVale McGee probably felt the same way I did. David West probably felt the same way I did. You know, we all came in at the same time with the Warriors. And yeah, you have, you have a sense of pride. But then, it's, then when you listen to the broadcast, it's just like, well, KD should be feeling this way. I'm just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, damn, let me just enjoy what they're doing instead of having you trying to pit me against them because I'm always going to take my side. <laughs> Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.